persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture Podcast. We are a lifestyle brand changing lives all over the world. I am your co-host Mambo and we got your host Jason in the house. What's up, man? Yes, sir. What up, bro? How you doing today, man? Doing good. I uh, just uh, went to go get us some waters, bought me a Mega Millions tickets. Hopefully oh. I win. Maybe we ain't doing this show next <laughs> and week, And we bro. will be here next <laughs> week. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping, man. I'm putting that good juju out for you. I'm putting it out there, man. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, today we got, a, we got a good friend of mine as a guest today and uh, Jason, yep. uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce them. I'm, I'm stoked to chop it up. I feel like the guests just keep leveling up here. Today, we got an absolute wizard on the <laughs> wheels of steel. We got someone you might find rocking out a party in Chavez Ravine at the Dodger Stadium. He might be working hand in hand with a legend like El DeBarge, but he's guaranteed to be Ventura's own and finest DJ blowing out your speakers on 104.7 on the daily DJ J Scratch is on the show today. Fellas, what up, bro? What's happening? Man, that's a hell of an intro. You got yeah, that? I'm, I'm telling you. I might have to use that when I come into the club. I gotta do you right, bro. I gotta do you right, man. Let me go back out and walk through the door on a red carpet. That was awesome. Hell yeah, man. No, I'm glad to have you on the show, man. Man, it's my uh, pleasure. Bro, to me, I've been been doing my my research on you, man, and Mm -hmm. you're an absolute legend. I love your work, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Looking forward to chopping it up with you. Yeah, man. This is gonna be exciting. Yeah, so I gotta ask you, Mm -hmm. uh, what got you into DJing? You know, I feel like that's something that you just see, and it just makes you say, man, I wanna do that. Yeah, I was very uh, young at the age. I think when I first heard uh, the start of hip hop was me. I think when um, Sugar Hill Gang, okay, yeah, seventy nine. That's when I started falling in love with hip hop. You know, I was in uh, sixth grade, okay. And um, once uh, I started transferring over to L.A. into Ventura County, I started noticing the DJ scene. There was two guys actually. The first one was H.T. Uh, Howard Thomas, uh, R.I.P. That was actually my mentor. And uh, we all know about him out here. And he uh, was actually one of the first to have a hip hop station in the country. And then there was Greg Mack. But Greg Mack got the most noticed because he was in L.A. And okay. K-Day. He got so the most not- buzz, yeah. Yeah. So nothing on Greg. But, you know, H was just on the same year as that. And um, that is dope. I started uh, hearing about him at a young age. And he had a show called KMX uh, 106. It was on the weekends. A uh, old station called KBBY, I believe. And uh, so it was between him, listening to him, and uh, Greg Mack. So what we have to do is I had to go to Santa Paula, get on the roof at Eddie Mendoza's house on Mill Street okay. with a clothes hanger and listen to the mixers. So we're talking Hell about yeah. first generation, uh, Jamming Gemini. Ooh, this is right at the cusp of Joe Cooley and Tony Gonzalez. And um, I just like, oh, man. Like 81? Yeah. I got to do that. I got to do that. (laughs) Hell yeah. So, uh, you know, comes the realistic turntables, talking to my grandparents, and um, they're like, okay. And, you know, my parents are, you know, my grandparents are the ones that raised me, so. I was going to say, was that a a, a sought-after profession back then? Yeah, no. Not when your parents are are straight from Mexico, man. That is not what they want you to be doing, you know? That ain't the dream, yeah. No, but good thing I got my grandparents at a humble age, because my mom always said, if that would have been us, <laughs> they probably would have beat us with a switch. Just yeah. even thinking about that, it's so, always easier on a grandkid. So yeah. it just started progressing. Um, got these little turntables. Got with a group. Um, after the group, 
here. You know, this, we're talking about 81, 82. So when you say group, did you have did you have uh, people performing and you were you were the oh, DJ oh, for them or was it a group of DJs? No, was it was it a group down? of DJs because I was, you know, a popper okay. in the early 80s, 81. All right. And um, the group was called Friends of Funk and they had took me in and um, I was the one that wanted to keep progressing, okay. you know, keep doing it. And then the group broke up for whatever reason. I can't really remember. And I started doing my own house parties locally. Fillmore. All right, Fillmore. Shout out to yeah, Fillmore. Yeah, yeah, Fillmore. And then I started getting to Oxnard, and um, things started progressing, and I was practicing. You know, I woke up. My turntables were right next to my bed. Hell yeah. Woke up. Went to bed. Right woke on the up. table, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just day after day, in and out. And, uh, man, this... I just loved it. And I, obviously I still love it because I'm 55 and a 21 hey. over club. So like, <laughs> you know, that, that says something, you hey. know, and it's the DJ. And so I um, just kept practicing. Battle of the DJs came up with uh, HT, the gentleman we're talking about. Is that where you met him at? Yeah, and I used to go to his parties. You know, we were at the fairgrounds, and it was like it was like oh, like God, <laughs> it was like you a know? mecca, right? Yeah, yeah, you gotta understand. He's got 14 foot speaker uh, pyramids. Oh yeah, which was Edwin Vaults. He was music people who funded Uncle Jam's Army, which that's a whole nother story. Yeah. They're like the first LA. Group. That's gotta be like front row for the Lakers oh, in yeah, the eighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I would just sit there. You know. He would have all these Samoans around the stage. It was just, you know, incredible. Oh, I bet that was a party, man. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it was something, you know, definitely. And uh, he had this battle with DJs. I think it was at the Mandarin Walk in Ventura next to, uh, is that uh, Black Angus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, you know, you got to be 18 and over for the battle, but. I wasn't, you know, so hey. I was 17. So hey, when you got skills, man, they like, you can make it work. <laughs> so at this time, I'm already doing like body tricks and making up my own routines and um, got in the battle, won the battle. I forgot who held it. It was him and somebody else. Anyway, and you were, dan- you were dancing in the battle. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I was known for the trick guy. I would scratch with my feet. From oh, my back. Yeah, yeah. No, I was doing, I was like the body trick guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, you no. know. And, you know, when you have ADHD, you get very creative. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, Gotta so, keep moving. So that's what happened. <laughs> um, didn't see him at the end of the battle. And I was like, wow, I wonder what happened. I thought I won, you know. Yeah. So he was hosting the battle, basically. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But he was in the back, so I couldn't see him. Uh-huh. Um, he comes out of the Mandarin Walk. I'm waiting for my grandparents to pick me up, okay? And he was like, hey. I was like, uh. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know, the guy was so untouchable, you know, yeah. at the time. So uh, we just started talking. He was like, you know, man, you got, you know, a lot of good future ahead of you in the game. He goes, but you're not 18. I said, no. You Damn, know. he knew, huh? Yeah. He goes, well, I would love to work with you, but I would have to probably talk to your parents. Guardians or whoever, yeah. yeah. I said, sure. So they pulled up. Then he met my parents and my grandparents were really, you know, cool about it. He just came over one day and sat down and said, look, you know, this is what I want to do you with your son. I want to stick him in a 21 and over club that I own, which is by the Esplanade. It was Leonardo's, the last of it, right, Mambo? Yeah. It was Leonardo's. But before that, it was Starlight, Solid Gold, and Huntington. So he's a Ventura local, this guy. He's not L.A. then. So no, no. But they, the K-Day yeah. got more, more right, buzz right. than him. But okay. they did know about him. They did know about him in L.A. because he was really good friends with the Egyptian lover at okay. the time. And that was Egypt, Egypt and Roger Clayton. And that's another story how I got involved with Uncle Jam's Army because okay. of that. We so got that time. Yeah. So um, 
So he comes over, he talks to my grandparents, and he's just like, look, you know, um, your son, we can do something, I have a station, I have a club, and, you know, my grandfather's like, well, you know, he's only 16, 17, <laughs> yeah. or 17. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the 21 over right club. Here. So they agreed to it, but the deal was no alcohol or drugs or we're cutting your career. Okay, I respect that. So at the time, that was a passion, so I gave that all up. I had my first alcohol 35. Really? Mm-hmm. That was my first alcohol. Serious? Because I was no so shit. disciplined because I didn't want to mess that up. Bro, that shows a passion though, man. I, I didn't want to mess that, that, mess that up. And um, God bless and miss all, but she just passed away. And that was the, uh, what do you call them? The yard dogs? Yeah. When they're out there just checking, make sure no one's sneaking in out uh-huh. of class. Just always caught me in the bushes sleeping, bro. <laughs> and she goes... She goes, are you on drugs? I'm like, no. <laughs> they always think the worst, no. bro. And she goes, Johnny, get back in class. So I get there half asleep and there's dirt on it. <laughs> anyway, so eventually I started sleeping in the nurse's office. But the cool thing is I never got asked why. Yeah. <laughs> you just got allowed to sleep in the nurse's? You got yeah, it like shouts that. Shouts out to Miss Scheffler for yeah. never ratting me out. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm taking Scheffler, naps. Big shout out. I'm never taking naps in the nurse's, you yep. know, but nobody's got a clue. Big part in the Jay Scratch yeah, career right yeah, there. Yeah. She's probably going, oh, the hell is yeah. that what that was? <laughs> out partying all night. Hell yeah. Out, out I, you know, like three nights a week. You I mean, know? that's got to be the life, though, as a seven. That's a, that's a mini dream in itself right there at 17. Yeah, you just, especially when at the time, you know, you're, you're DJing for groups like, you know, Houdini and UTFO, you know, that era of hip hop, the first era yeah. of hip hop. I'm just like, uh, yeah, the founding fathers, you're part of this startup. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, it's overwhelming. You know, I just learned how to take it and just appreciate it in a sense, you know? So, I mean, there's a different kind of love than parent love than grandparent love. Yeah. I mean, if you've been around your grandparents and you, you know how adorable they are. Imagine being raised with that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty cool, man. You know, so. And um, then on top of it to be basically mentored by a local legend in a place like Ventura, where you're getting that like kind of local buzz and love, man. That's, that's gotta be dope, Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, I mean, it gives me goosebumps just to think about it. It was still like I'm there, you know? So, um, it just started progressing and, um, started radio. So by 83, I was already in the club and on the radio. And it just started progressing and it, it just blew up and man, between there and now, there's so many things, but that's how it got started. And then I started meeting people and, you know, wilding out, you know, I'm a wild, well, man, I was wilding, so irresponsible, (laughs) man, it's pathetic. Well, you gotta, you gotta rock a crowd, man, you gotta rock a crowd. That's when I started meeting my mom, I was just so irresponsible, you know, I didn't care. I mean, it was about the chicks, you know, I started getting older and. And you say, you know, your first alcoholic drink at 35, bro, I can't say you're too irresponsible, Yeah, but but towards the end when I started going to Vegas and stuff, yeah, man, I was a hot mess, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always been, you know, basically marijuana and alcohol, but, you know, when you start taking a little ecstasy man things start to things change start to a little change, bit change. your vision yeah. literally yeah, starts yeah, to change you a little really bit. get irresponsible <laughs> so but that lasted about a year yeah you know i had a chick that was on and i got on uh, it and then i was just after she was done i was done so thank god i don't good. really have an addictive personality, personality yeah, yeah bro. so you got an addictive personality like myself man you're gonna get yourself in trouble <laughs> Dad, dabbling, in those, dabbling in those things you know, man. so that that's how that got started man i'm really young that is you sick, know, I was man. a baby yeah so is that the first moment what would you say the first moment when you when you know noticed like 
hey, I got a, I got a different skill than these other cats out here. Like, when do you think that was? When did you do something and people were just like, oh, shit, we ain't never seen nobody do that before? I think my first performance with that group I was telling you about, Uncle Jam's Army. Okay. They had a, uh, a party at Griffith Park. And um, isn't there video of that? Yeah, I had, there's video of that. I was going to say, that. bro, you don't yeah. just have bro. a regular party at yeah. Griffith bro. Park, dog. Bro. That's not like your backyard, yeah. hey, bro. That's bro. a party. Let me tell you what I'm wearing. Because, you know, we're talking about 84, right? Okay. I got the half top yep. gym shirt with yep. the sleeves. And I think I got dolphin shorts on running shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, with some, you know, my yeah. shoes on. And it, it, looking fly in 84, bro. <laughs> yeah. You might get clowned hey, nowadays, hey, but looking fly the, in 84. Had the Jerry Curl Mohawk. Yeah, man. Woo. You know, but you got to understand at Uncle Jam's Army, it's all brothers. Yeah. So here I come looking like Opie. <laughs> they just like, they, they didn't want me to DJ. Yeah. You know, so that, uh, that was the moment where. After I was done, when they, you know, like Joe Cooling or whatever, he says, oh, man, that was dope. That was... You felt accepted. You felt like you yeah, validated yourself. And, and then they came down here. And then when I DJed with Bobcat and Battlecat, who are two other icons, and, and shouts out to Battlecat. I mean, that guy's produced Snoop Dogg to... Everyone in West Coast. Just, everybody yeah, in the yeah. West Coast. Yeah, phenomenal here. guy. So once they came down and I was able to DJ in front of them, and then Bobcat was like the leader of Uncle Jam's Army. Okay. That was like the... The guy. He was the top dog, yeah. Yeah, he was the top dog. And then everybody was quiet. You know, I DJ and he go and he just came up to me and he just said, Oh, by the way, you made my boys cream on that one. <laughs> that was it. That's all he told you. Bro, I think I was, I think I inked like Nemo. <laughs> I inked. <laughs> Swear to God, bro. That and that's when I was just like, okay. I belong. Yeah, this you know, that's all I wanted. That was like, you know, I could have wrapped it up by then. Hell but yeah. yeah. But that's when I started noticing, you know, that, okay. And I got to thank AC for that because he goes, you need to do something. That body tricks is cool, but I don't know what you need to do, but you need to get something just crazy before we get to Uncle Jams. Okay. What'd so you I'm come up with? That, scratching my foot. I would actually put my foot that high on the turntable and was able to. Oh, shit. How you, long did you have to practice that? Or well, you because just remember, uh, well. I was already in the martial arts, so I was already competing in Long Beach Arena at the Long Beach uh, Internationals. Shit, okay. Yeah, I started there real young, so I was already flexible. So I just was like, okay, I'm just, you know, the um, if you're old school, remember the Chuck Norris pants? Oh, yeah, hell the yeah. The stretchy pants yes, and then sir. the Chuck Norris half come, come uh, right gi. Right up to the mid-waist. Yeah, remember the half gi? Yeah. Bro, I, I would wear that when I go battle people. Oh, as a DJ? Yeah. Bro, they're probably like, what the fuck am I about to get into? What the fuck is this guy wearing? I would have my Chuck Norris jeans on the stretchy jeans, and I would have that, that gi that on. Gi, yep. Yeah, and then people are like, is this motherfucker retarded? <laughs> probably thought they were going to clown you until you yeah, started yeah. scratching. And then, yeah, once they got fucked up, it was yeah. like, oh, oh, I guess I'm going to get some Chuck Norris jeans <laughs> yeah. and get it in. There's actually a yeah. picture of me in a battle. With music masters with my foot up there with that gi on. No shit. But you know what's funny? When I post that, nobody notices it. You know, because they're not, I don't think they're old enough or, I mean, how many motherfuckers have Chuck Norris yeah. jeans? <laughs> well, also though, you got to think, how many motherfuckers are scratching records with their feet? Too? Right. So they ain't looking yeah, at the so game, bro. They're just I'm looking gonna, at I'm you I'm going to send it shit. to you. And I want to see like, it. When people will be like, oh shit, yeah. this motherfucker. Hey, could have been worse. Could have been them Chuck Norris shorts. Hell yeah. <laughs> Remember the little ones? <laughs> <Hell they yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chuck Norris wore a lot of worse shit than the stretchy jeans and a half gig, bro. So. It could have been way worse, but uh, yeah, man. You ain't the, doing bad, man. <laughs> no, so that's, you know, that was the... Highlight the hype, the that pillar of my sick, life. Man. Yeah, definitely. That is yeah. sick. So, uh, 
while you're on that, how did you how did you get into martial arts? Because one cool thing that we got going on in Persistence now is mm-hmm. we got a dope ass add on for Persistence Jiu Jitsu uh, oh. by by Evolve Jiu Jitsu right around the corner. So okay. what what martial arts were you into? Um, I started off with uh, actually get this. So my mom is dating one of Benny Yukita's friends. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm 14. His name's Zeke. Shouts out to Zeke. Shout out Zeke. Okay. Zeke was one of Benny's boys. Okay. I have no idea who Benny the Jet is. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, if you don't know who Benny the Jet is, Yukita is, go Google that. And the, <laughs> Google it. And learn. I can give you history on him too, but, you know, we can go on with that. So Zeke told my mom, boy, your boy is hyper. Because, you know, I did have ADHD. Yeah. He goes, you want me to take him to come work out with us? And she goes, yeah, are you going to be nice? She goes, well, I'm going to be as nice as I can, it's but, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I'm taking them to the jet, you know, to train, to train with Benny and the jet, yeah. you know, Benny the jet. So, um, I get in there, bro, I'm throwing up 14 years old. They, <laughs> we having drills where you got to close your eyes and make your stomach tight. And the, the one of the other Benny's guys come around kicking you in the gut. Oh, damn. You know? <laughs> Running, it was just you know it. It was an issue. Should get the cops called you on know, you nowadays. Not, yeah, at fourteen. But you know, if persistence jujitsu, bro. Ain't yeah. got nobody getting so, kicked in the gut. So, so don't if, worry. You, if you know about anything, rule uh, issue You know, Japanese karate. It ain't no fucking joke. They're hardcore. You <laughs> know, playing for keeps. If you go to academy, it say R U Y or R Y U. Yeah, yeah oh, man, you better be, be ready for that ride. <laughs> you better be so, ready. So, um, I just started getting into it. I don't know why I thought that was so awesome, you yeah. know, throwing up and, you know, puking when I got home. And that's where it started. So I started competing. And then I got into uh, Mr. Ed Parker's Kempo. Okay. Okay. And um, there's so much history with Mr. Parker, too. So I got into that, started competing, started fighting. Where's Mr. Parker training at at this time? Uh, he, right had, here, he, uh, he passed away. Okay. And he, what he did is he got uh, one of the, the rules, I believe, karate and kung fu and put them together merged them okay. merged them together so uh american Kempo karate so i got involved with the flores brothers and from the flores brothers i met uh, paul purse and then he had a fight team and i got on the fight team and caught a team and it just started uh evolving we were traveling to vegas and competing oh, and stuff so it's pretty the point yeah, yeah. is you know i know people used to clown on it but man some you really go balls out when you're doing that you know i bet man i mean yeah. it's like maybe basically when your competition is a fight bro yeah i mean there's them a different little, level them to little that. ass phone gloves yeah they ain't man, doing shit for t- you no hell no hell you no. know i always used to get cracked and finally i got so many concussions when i had my last one the doctor's like look man that's give it up you can't do this shit no more yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were just like yeah you probably need to stop doing that because i was really destructive at young uh-huh. i would jump off roofs and shit and just <laughs> let's go fucking go for Searching it for some adrenaline bro yeah, yeah bro you know culver city we have all those drains i would slide through them and just walk through the fucking drain till i ended up who knows Somewhere. fucking where with a flashlight <laughs> you know i was just on adventures uh, yeah we lived in little rock and uh antelope valley okay they had aqueducts I would just get down in the tube and just start walking. Two, three miles, I come out the end. These workers are looking at me like, <laughs> fuck you <come> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this kid? One time, I, my grandfather had a barn, and it was hay, and I used to jump off it just to, yay, yay. One time, I misjudged it, and I knocked out, right? So my grandparents are looking for me. Man, where is this guy going, you know? <laughs> They're looking for me, worried, and my grandpa's like, hold on. Moves ahead, bro. I'm like in it, knocked out. Laid out. <laughs> I was just, 
that energy just had to be, yeah. you know. But that's probably a good way to unleash some of that in them competitions, man. What's your most memorable competition moment? Were you in some big ones? I mean, traveling uh, to Vegas, they got to be pretty big if you're going to travel yeah, that far. Yeah, the Vegas, the, I forgot what it was called, the MB, something, the National Black Belt. That was like the highlight. So were uh, you a black belt in American uh, Campo? No, or? no, I just got my brown. Okay. Okay, and that's where it ended. Well, respect the brown belt, though, man. Well, I didn't know it was it. good, yeah. No it, was, yeah belt, it was work, you yeah. know, it was work. So um, I get in the competition, something happened where they mixed us all up with different different weight divisions. Man, this dude was huge. <laughs> Felt like you in blood sport or something? Oh, yeah, man, just look at him going on. He was just like, you know, patting his hands up. Sorry, bro. <laughs> The first reach I get to him, man, he just blast me in my ribs, man. That was it. That's it. Sucking yeah, I've done. <laughs> yeah, bruised rib. You ever had a bruised rib, man? It's yep. the most uncomfortable feeling. And the worst thing about rib ever. injuries is there's nothing they can do for you. No, it's just like, nothing. Man, you're screwed. You had, yeah, you know them ribs, I've man. I've had a cracked rib before. Okay. Oh, you've had a cracked yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. I had a bruised one. Yeah. And, and I thought just, my life was going to end. For real. Yeah, so. You can't laugh. You can't no, breathe. Yeah. You can't do no, shit. No, man. So. You know what? And you're grumpy. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, went to the, I went to the club after getting my rib cracked. No, you did not. Yeah. You Mambo, remember? Mambo's tough, man. You you remember, Damn, no, Mambo, right, let me tell you something. Mambo got hard. <laughs> you, remember, you remember uh, when uh, Stutter and I did that charity fight? At yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I think, you were, I think you were at Nickelby's. Yeah, but I did see it, though. That was Rico was in it, too, no? No, Rico. Danny G and M.O.? No, 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 no. This, was, this, was, uh, this was at the fairgrounds, and uh, uh, me and Stutter got in the ring for, I think we did three, oh, three, three both rounds. Both of you together. Yeah. Yes. And he, he got me with body shots. Like, he, that's all he was getting. Because, mm. you know, usually... When, you protect your when head. you get it, when you yeah. get in the ring, you're you're just trying to hit someone's head. But yeah. Stutter knew like oh, I'm going to get this one. He with came a body with a strategy, shot. bro. He must watch boxing now. Oh, he oh, does. Oh, yeah, he see, that's it. See, oh, big time. <laughs> if you yeah. watch him boxing, you know that body shots they add up, bro. <laughs> oh man, he he messed me up, man. Really? I, wow. I went to the club after, and I remember the next day I was done, bro. Like I couldn't laugh, I couldn't breathe in. Like it, yeah. it hurt so bad. That's brutal, man. He had to come to the club with a broken rib. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I tell you something about Mambo that's, right yeah. there, right? That's pretty, that's pretty thugged yeah. out, man. Yeah, and then that's when like I went Mayfield, to that's like that's like that's like Mayweather shit going to the club right after a fight. But yeah, not caring. And then it sucks because you go to the doctor and they can't do shit for you. No? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. They're gonna be like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to wing that out. Yeah, try not. I mean, to, I've seen the cast too much. Right there, you have a cast brace or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like but, the quarterbacks and shit will put like a rib jacket no, on yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But I mean, it's like Good. that's like having a kidney yeah. belt when you're boxing. But, and yeah, really, work all out they do is well. shoot you up with some cortisone, give you an oil change, and then there you go. Just worry about it after the game. So it started evolving, and then when I was at the Flores Brothers. I met a gentleman named uh, Brian Espinosa, who was uh, first generation with Hicks and Gracie. And okay. believe it or not, Refugio Flores met Hickson. And if you know anything about Hicks and Gracie, he's the top of the chart of the Gracie brothers. Yeah, I think he was like a 600 and oh, you know. Untouchable. It, untouchable. So Chuck Norris was one of the first guys to go over and meet the Gracies. And I remember reading this in the Black Belt magazine where Chuck was like, yo, I just came from Brazil. Get ready. These dudes are another level. <laughs> and I was reading it going, damn. He goes, I just got my ass beat. And if you know anything about Chuck Norris. He ain't just Texas Walker Ranger, nah, bro. Man, that was a bad. Chuck Norris. Chuck is, Norris ain't no joke. Yeah. He might be he a bunch of memes and shit hey, like hey, that, bro. Hey, but hey, ain't bro. nobody out there want no pizza the, Chuck Norris, hey, man, bro. He loved to fight. Yeah. 
we were coming up with Joe Lewis and all them uh-huh. and Benny, you know. Yeah. And the funny thing is when Benny the Jet was fighting Black Belt, he was fighting the adult vision at 15. <laughs> Benny Jet was so bad, they would put him in the adult uh, uh, division at Black Belt. And he was... And he was still handling. He was caking them. Yeah. You know, so so those dudes, you know, you grow up on Superfoot, Wallace. I mean, uh-huh. these are OGs. So um, Chuck Norris. Yeah, he's and a real you, deal. You got to remember, he went to Korea to learn, uh, what was this? Uh, not Taekwondo, uh, Hapkido. Hapkido. Yeah, he went to Korea. Learn from the, learn from the masters. <laughs> Yeah, the he is bad. Yeah, yeah. Chuck was was definitely yeah. no joke. But the Gracies, man. the Gracies were no joke. Yes, they they proved that. I mean, I'm pretty basically yeah. <laughs> basically the UFC empire has like the Gracies right. to thank for that. Because right. I mean, I think if Gracie doesn't do his performance that he does in the first UFC and the, right. the second UFC, I mean, it doesn't get that much kind of buzz, you know? Because it was like, who the fuck is this dude right. just handling everybody? Yeah. you know what is this? And then didn't that's you, basically did, didn't you do a couple of uh, MMA fights? Like, no, no, no. I was just did the training. Just training? Yeah, okay. just, well, see, we, what probably would happen, what I was going to no, know, <laughs> is that I wanted to, and then my coach, Brian Espinosa, he's like, yo, man, you know, and, and this is another subject. You know, you only got one kidney, right? I mean, yeah. you want to do this? I was born like that. Okay. So I never had any difficulties. That's just the way I was born. I don't even know if Mamba knows that. No, I didn't. Not, yeah, yeah. I was born one. So... Here I am, and I want to start. Got protect but, that one, bro. But, bro. but I'm like getting like I think they were like purposely like hitting me hard in the face and stuff, yeah. just to be like, you know, that's just we're just no we're just playing. I was like, yeah. mm, you know what? Never fucking mind. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So, oh, I was getting to uh, the Gracie story. So what happened was uh, here in Oxnard, uh, Refugio Flores met the Gracies through Chuck, and Chuck said, "Hey, they want to rent a spot from you." This is in Oxnard. These the Gracie brothers to roll. So here people are practicing Campo and they're seeing there's Hicks and Gracie, but none of us knew that was yeah. Hicks and who he was. And he, his voice was there, but we didn't know. And that's there they insane. are renting a corner. Damn. That's renting crazy. Renting a corner. Man, Oxnard, one thing I'm learning, you know, the more I live here in Ventura County mm-hmm. is Oxnard just has like a rich history of fighting, yeah. bro. Just fighting in general, and like that's how it is. This place, it, it's it's in Ventura, but this evolved jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, professor uh, that's there that that runs the show. I mean, he helped train Anderson Silva, and I mean wow. they're I mean they're they're like fighting with, with they're fighting with like top notch guys, and uh, I mean it's just insane the the amount of like history here in boxing and MMA and learning about this Gracie story. Now, I mean it's it's just insane it's humbling to think that this is the same ground that i'm walking on because right. I, I appreciate the fight game i've never been in it that much right. um, but hopefully maybe persistence jujitsu will help me work on my my game yeah right? and jujitsu <laughs> will help you out though Seriously, i mean you know because you can go really workout. you can go really hard and maybe you probably won't get hurt you just get a little sore or whatever yeah, like that but exactly. you know as long as your partner has game control yeah that's the know, main thing you know, and i'm sure I'm, I'm sure that i'm sure that they are going to make sure that any of the members that go over there and i know that a lot of the members have already started going they're mm-hmm. having a great time and that's yeah. what it is they're going to work up to your level so that's what's, that's what's right. cool about you it know, they're going to scale it to you yeah and that's what i always loved about dojos you know what i always noticed when i used to go to dojos all the time just to see i noticed once they once i walked in there if they had like a three to five year old class it's usually going to be a good dojo yeah like they're going to be and this one respectable. does they have kids there's already right. a bunch of kids from the okay. gym going there my kids are hopefully going to oh, start uh, soon when we get back from vacation and that says so a lot about dojo exactly it does i always tell people do they have a kids class no 
It might be a little hardcore yeah, when yeah, you get in yeah, there. Yeah, I said, yeah, I would hold up on that one. Yeah, you know, no, this one, this one is is top notch on every level. So, familiar okay. out there, if you're thinking about it, check out that persistence jujitsu. Okay, but okay. but getting back to getting back to Jay Scratch. Okay, yeah, one, yeah. One thing, see, bro, we one, can take off yeah, on a no, lot of real, things. Man, so yeah, get ready. Yo, but I, I, I need to know. I'm a, me. You've heard it on a few other shows. I'm a nickname guy, right? I like I like nicknames oh, and God. I like the origin of it. So tons where did of them. where did well where did Jay Scratch come from? So. uh HT, we are actually in his garage and we're working on a project called The Wheels of Steel. And this is a bootleg record, okay? We're chopping a uh, quarter inch. And he hated it because every time, okay, you gotta imagine, I'm in a 21 over club and I'm scratching every goddamn fucking record. People don't wanna hear that shit all night, uh -huh. okay? I'm just going off like I'm battling, you know? Yeah. He's like, yo, man. <laughs> Just mix the song on beat. You don't yeah. have to do that every fucking song, okay? <laughs> People just here to so, dance, bro. So I remember this moment that we was at uh, at the club, and tell me if you still care was on because I had just broken up with my girl or she dumped me, and I was all sad. Yeah, and I'm playing it because that was the thing back in the day. You would end was a slow song. That was the thing. And the night, yeah. yeah set yeah, the mood. Set the mood for the after the party, mood, bro. So, so, bro, I'm all tell me. Tell me if you still can You know, uh -huh. he's like, hey man, will you quit? Cut that fucking shit. You don't have to <laughs> scratch every you. record, okay? He goes, I'm just going to call you Scratch. So that was my name for a while. Scratch, 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 Scratch. So we in the, uh, his garage cutting his record. And he was like, hey, Jay, um, what do you think about this if I went? He goes, oh, hold on. Jay Scratch, that's your name. You like that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jay Scratch, that's your name. Boom, and it's stuck, man. That was it. It's, it's funny, man. When, when, when some some legendary people just hit you with something like that, man, it just works. It just sticks. It, it, it worked, you Hell know. Yeah, man. So that's that's how it came. Hell yeah. So so speaking of that, you're you're in the you're in the twenty one and over club. And you're talking about doing projects called the wheels of the the wheels of steel, mm -hmm. and now the technology with DJing has changed wow. so much, right? So when I go out, when I go out, and I'm going out, and shout out to the DJs out there. I'm not sure. trying. I'm not throwing shade at nobody, no. but I wanted to see somebody like you or your stature that's kind of gone through the whole evolution of what a dj has become what do you think of the new technology out there and the skill set you have with that compared to something that you grew up having to learn i always say this when people ask me what do you think about uh serato which is the number one program for djs i said my thing is with that the digital age is either going to make you really super fucking creative or you're going to be really fucking super lazy and there's a lot of super fucking lazy djs out yeah. there yeah and you know, and Mambo is a great fucking DJ. Okay, I remember when Mambo came to the club, let me play. Yeah. I said, yeah, you play some house shit. And it was incredible. Hell Mambo's yeah. a great, good DJ. So that's why he's got, you know, uh, Honey and Lil Wicked on there because, you know, they're the cream of the crop out here. Yeah, he you knows, know, they he knows talent when he sees it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah, he can pick that out, you know. Um, it's just made a lot of fucking people. You know, everybody's a DJ. Yeah, they grandma, they you know, like mama, they mama's the daddy. <laughs> by, that, by the app yeah, or the software yeah, or whatever. So, but you know, there's a lot of dope people out there, though. There is, yeah, yeah, there is. But you know, I, I, I think one of the things too that that I kind of hate on is is uh, we used to work at a at a club Metro, and yep. you used to have to walk upstairs, but we like, had to carry records, bro. Oh shit, crates. Like six. how many how many crates would you take? Oh, bro? me and Mambo probably had six a piece. Damn. So we would have to walk tables up the stairs. Back to the car, 
up the stairs, like six trips, bro. Hey, you guys are doing CrossFit before CrossFit was a thing, bro. You guys started that shit. It, it's the work ethic, you guys started you know? that shit. Yeah, bro. And, and you know, yeah. records are out of place. You know, me, I was sloppy. Yeah. Records laid on top of records. People like, what the fuck? It was How like, you organized this, I was bro? like, man. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, man, you know. <laughs> But you know, it's it's either one. It's either gonna make you real, you know, lazy or real creative. That is, you know, yeah, so. that's that's probably a true point, man. And technology is crazy. I feel like it 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 leaves us all vulnerable to that. Not only watering down products, but I mean, just getting like screwed over too. I mean, I don't know. Any of you guys been hacked before because of some technology issues? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody jacked your identity. One one person sure. ran up a. I, oh, you I, have. I, yeah, somebody. Well, wow. I got I got jacked like W two jacked where somebody filed fake filed oh, my taxes snap, really? for me. Yeah. Because one of my old jobs sent sent out sent out a Oh e- man. They got fooled by one of them damn emails that head of HR or whatever and sent everybody's W twos to oh, to the criminals. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I got I got screwed there and then also somebody rang up like two hundred bucks in Target in fucking Jacksonville, Florida somehow or something. No, yeah, I don't I even know how to do that. I think shit, I'm too bro. broke for that, man. Yeah. They ain't coming so after was me. So I though, bro. They took like my last two hundred dollars. It's, it's not like it's not like they were taking a bad like a yeah. gas car yeah. or something like that. But like, man, that's major. You yeah. have two Mambo? You've been jacked like that? Uh, I've been jacked, but I, I think one of the crazy ones that I read this morning, uh, well, with technology, is that this dude uh, got caught cheating. Uh, so he showed up to to a hotel, and he took a picture of the bed, basically sending it to his lady, saying, "I miss you." But you know, you know the live pictures. So if you press, press a picture, it, it keeps playing. <laughs> so at the end. A girl jumps on the bed, bro. Oh shit! Oh snap! So then she posted it on on TikTok, saying, "I guess you're not by yourself." So that's how that's how he got snagged. Oh, oh damn! No. What a fool! I mean, you're doing it that brazen, though, bro. When you got the broad ready to jump on the bed as soon as you're done with the picture, <laughs> it's like, damn! I wouldn't even be texting cold. my girl when I was yeah. doing some foul that shit like cold, that. Man. Let me tell you, you that, know, yeah. I'm no fucking angel, but there ain't no fucking picture yeah. of anywhere I'm fucking yeah, at. Dude, you know, that is yeah, that Hell is. No. Asking for it right there. I mean, everybody gets copper, man. Yeah. Try to prolong this shit, dog. I mean, seriously, jeez, damn, no, no respect right there. Damn. The lie. Yeah, technology damn. will get you caught yeah, up. Yeah. You'll get scammed on. Yeah. It's scary, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. definitely. This for age real. is wild. Well, and the, the reason I was kind of bringing it up is you guys hear about the pipeline that got scammed. I mean, oh yeah, the whole yeah. damn pipeline got yeah. scammed. No, I didn't I mean, hear that. So there's like a there's like a huge gas pipeline, coastal uh, co- coastal pipeline, mm. and it supplies fifty five percent. And like the whole East Coast fuel. Oh, yeah, that's the one running by Texas all the way up. Okay, I've seen that. Yeah, all the way out to the Southeast. And yes, all the Southeast states, everybody's tripping out and everybody's hoarding on gas now. So, like, everybody's jamming to the gas station and buying way too much gas, buying way too much gas. And now they're running out of gas. So, I mean, I just thought it was a trip. And that's why it went up. Yeah, but okay. it's like, how do you? How, no, and that's what they're trying. Probably trying to blame that shit. <laughs> right. Bullshit. They're just trying to sprinkle that they're on right, top. They, they yeah. just want to make their money. Well, I it, feel like every year it's something to, bro, to drive some the, bullshit. The price bro, up. Gas like four dollars <laughs> some cents a gallon, man. I mean, if I get it under four down four dollars right now, I'm 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 happy about that, and that's wow. a damn shame, bro. Wow. Yeah. And now they're gonna blame. That's the way it's. Now they're gonna start hitting everybody with them California prices. Well, the pipeline mm. got hacked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's hey, like, hey, good old like, Cali, huh? Seriously, bro. We just man. they just blatantly overcharge us. At least over there they throw a lie like. 
day, the pipeline got hacked. So, you know, prices are going up. <laughs> it's crazy because I saw someone renting out uh, tool sheds that had ACs in them in their, in their backyard. And just renting them out to live yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Like, like five, $600. You just got to bring your own heater. It's got water and shit. I was like, damn, people like, it's hustling, rough bro. out here. You yeah, know, you people see people living in tents, going to work. Yeah, Showering yeah, exactly. at the car wash. Seriously, man, seriously. You can't live. How are you living in Cali, man? It's, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's beautiful out here. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, I see why. But, I mean, if you're going to be homeless or struggle, I mean, this would be the place to do it, sure, I guess. Sure. You know, I mean, if yeah. we took the kids, we took the kids over to like the Foster Park River over there, and there's just a couple cats there. I mean, they look perfectly normal. They had trucks with them, but they were like cooking food at the park, and it's just like, damn, they're probably just living out the living mm-hmm. out the truck. But I mean, they're going to work. Not a bad place to live, though. I mean, you're right there in the park, barbecuing every day. I mean, shit. I yeah, mean, it's like I, going I camping. Pull, yeah, I can't pull it off. I don't mind going camping, but I don't like to live <laughs> yeah, camping. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I try to live camping. Yeah, too much is too too much yeah so that, that that's a crazy ass hack one of the craziest hacks i've ever heard is a pipeline getting pipeline. Hacked. I, mean, I mean that's what that's about how do you even pipe hack a pipeline but so speaking of that what's okay. the craziest what's the craziest <laughs> venue dj scratch has ever scratched them up at man what my favorite venue would have to have been vanguard in hollywood next to florentine gardens i had man. a residency there um you know they like two thousand people man that was, and I was Sick. doing a, I was So doing residency, uh, just for everybody listening, in case they don't know, that means that you're performing on every a day, week, every, every, every week. weekend. Every weekend, yeah. Set I had a schedule. Friday. And, oh, went um, on Friday, all right. Yeah, it was just lit. So I was doing the upstairs, which was fine, because this is when uh, Big and Rob, or Rob and Big, yeah, 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 this yeah. is when they were out, okay. they would come. Oh, this shit. This is when Rampage was at his prime. Oh, damn. You know that? So it was, so it was hot. man. Everybody wanted yeah, to be there. Yeah, man, it was crap. I just saw every celebrity. So I did the VIP room. It was small, but... Man, it was just cracking. Then yeah. eventually they're like, hey, you know, you want to, you know, go down to the big room? And it's so crazy because my mom wanted to go, right? I said, mom, you, you know, this is probably going to be one of my highlights of my life you can come to. Yeah. You need to come to the club. So she, she came with me and just sat there. And um, that's when they gave me the gig. Hey, you want to go downstairs? We think you're ready for it. I'm like, oh, I'm ready for it? Okay, motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been ready no, for it. Fuck, man, fuck you. Get it down now. <laughs> no, I said, okay. So uh, I was able to do that, which was cool because my mom's always been a big supporter of you know me. So um, That's sick. Yeah, it was just rock and roll. It was incredible. Hell yeah, yeah man. That, Vanguard was definitely uh, one of my highlights. On the road kind of thing would probably be Iraq, Bahrain. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Iraq was kind of, I always say Iraq because it's the island off of, uh, Bahrain is the island off of Iraq. So. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. Did, I know. Ain't, you, much, oh, you ain't know. much to do there. No, <laughs> no. But you know, it's an eye opener. Yeah. You know, when you get in third world countries like yeah. that. You're Were you kinda, doing a military show or something um, out there? No, or? no. It was just someone saw me on streaming live oh, and shit. said, hey, would you like to come down? I said, okay, you got any DJs I can call that to verify that. That way I don't get. So I get, get kidnapped yeah, and by actually, uh, the guy used to hire the Baker boy. So when I called uh, Nick up, he was like, yeah, dude's legit. It's legit. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I remember Damn. that. That was uh, a couple years ago, yeah. New Year's Eve. But I was there for two weeks, bro. You know the time change over there? It's brutal, man. Has anybody got a Xanax? <laughs> man, I can't <laughs> I need to go to sleep. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was going to take some, but I didn't want to get cracked. Yeah. And the fun, the, not the funny thing, but the crazy thing, when I tried to come home, it took forever because that's when Turkey got bombed. Yeah, and they weren't okay. man, bro. I had to go do so much because I had my mixer, you know. Yeah, and then once you get into your waiting station where the plane pulls up, what I don't know, where you sit down and they yeah. board you, he's all, "Look, man, once you get in there, you can't go to the bathroom. Nothing. You're gonna have to wait for that plane." And it was all glassed off. You know how they're usually open A B B A or whatever. Yeah. No, no, it's glassed off with the security at the. Make sure you don't come out to go to the bathroom. Damn, <laughs> stay in there. <laughs> 
If I wanted to and it was that bad, I had to go out and get researched with my shit again. And redo it all again. Yeah, yeah screw yeah, that shit. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, you know, when you go to those third world countries, you're like, I love America. Yeah, you notice. <laughs> no, you do. You start to you appreciate, start to appreciate shit, a, lot, you know? a lot of things. Man. Yeah, yeah. When I went to Bahrain, there was a uh, military base there, and then there was a club. Yeah. There's a club there called the Thunderdome, and they have, uh, <laughs> and I don't know, shout out to this cover band. Shout out to this cover band if they're still performing, but it was a, it was a Filipino cover band, and they performed Tight. like the same. Yeah, it was, it was really? dope, bro. It was kind of dope. It was kind of dope, but the problem is they only had five songs that they would play. Oh, so they played that all yeah, night? all night. No way, bro. Oh, do you remember long. any of the song uh, two of them were journey jams obviously yes. uh strangers and then they were playing gold digger right then gold digger was super hot right then <laughs> with kanye yeah so i mean it was a crack it was That's a crack awesome, up bro it was man. it was awesome and man. you were over there for what i was on a ship so we were uh we were actually the last ship that uh patrolled the uh the oil rigs in the persian gulf before oh. we handed them back over to like the iraqi officials oh, really? after iran tried to take them over Okay. One of the times that they try to take them over. But yeah, so the only port that you really land when you're doing, pull into when you're doing that is Bahrain. So we, we okay. floated in a box for 50 days and then pulled into Bahrain for like three days and oh, then so floated for another 30. Okay. So yeah, so Bahrain to, to us was like a resort for the first day when you get off, you know, right. you can have some drinks and enjoy yourself. So <laughs> yeah, I went to the, what they call it, the American Strip or whatever. That's where all the yeah, military yeah, hung out. I went definitely. there, ate, and uh, no, nah, it was cool. That's you know, cool. I saw a couple of sheiks laced yeah. up in gold yeah. and, you know, things like that. Bahrain's so. sketchy, though, man. I didn't go off the base too much. I went off the base one time, and I was like, man, this yeah. ain't really that cool, okay, bro. bro. I'm going yeah. to stick on the base. So you <laughs> felt it, right? Yeah. No, so imagine me, man. Yeah. You know, I'm coming out of that hotel by myself. Yeah. And then my boy Juju shots out to Juju. Shout out to Juju. Hey, man. Hey, man. You can't be walking around here. You too white. You too white. <laughs> Don't walk out. around here. You know, only military, you know? So is, it, like, is it that sketchy? Uh, and Bahrain is pretty... It's pretty shady looking, man. It's probably not the worst. We went to Muscat Oman, too, and I would say, yeah. Where's that at? So it's right there off of the Persian Gulf, too. <gasps> average <laughs> average temperature year-round in Muscat Oman is 112. Oh, damn. Oh, God, bro. And, no. the, and there's something different with uh, that 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 weather compared to Cali yeah. at 112, bro. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> that was a good time, though, man. Muscat Oman, we made the most of it. They, it, we, did, we had to do beers on the pier because there wasn't, like, a place to go, so we had, like, all these old 30-packs that were on the boat. But just in case you get stuck out for like 90 days plus then you're allowed to get one ticket for a beer or whatever <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so we took all the old beer off the ship and just drank beers on the pier and it was cool shout out to jojo wherever you're at nowadays but <laughs> like, he's got a video of me freestyling on that pier out oh, muscato and i got the best shawarma sandwich ever in my life in muscato man too and so shout right. out to that dude whoever made that on that little <laughs> cool. food cart but uh yes i mean it, there's there's worse places than bahrain but bahrain's yeah, it's a it's a little bit Americanized because of the base, but uh, yeah, they're still definitely sketchy towards tourism there. Not a big tourist town. Wow. I almost went to uh, this is a crazy story. I was booked to go to Honduras after uh, Bahrain, right? Uh-huh. And um, they're like, "Hey, the Latin Fest is going on. You want to come DJ?" I'm like, "All right." They, you know, I talked to my booking agent at the time. We're getting it going. I don't know if I told Mama the story because me and Mama we were always going back and forth. So. Okay, you're going to need security 24-7. I'm like, mm, <laughs> you know, somebody's going to be at your door. And I'm like, okay, how do I know security's not caught? Because in Honduras, man, they, you know. A lot of crooked people, yeah, you never know. <laughs> when they kidnap your ass, you yeah. know. <laughs> you don't see anything. I don't blame you, bro. I remember I was reading at the time of that whole, when I was doing um, the Bahrain thing, I had Maximo, I was, remember yeah. Maximo, I was subscribing to it, and it had the top five uh where they kidnap Americans. And Honduras is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah well, Honduras was, here was the deal. 
Mexico was number one because they said when they kidnap you from Mexico, at least they give you a couple of pieces back. Yeah. But with Colombia and all that, Honduras, you get nothing back. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're better off getting kidnapped in, well, in Mexico for us jacked up. <laughs> you only get a finger and a pinky. Yeah. So You better have that camp already. So, yeah, bro, I tell you what, that camp boy ain't helping shit out, bro. <laughs> so, not even my Chuck Norris jeans. So, so what happened was the week we were supposed to leave, the cartel took over the stadium because it was at the oh, soccer shit. stadium. Oh, shit. Bro, I would have fucking been there. Imagine if it was a week wow. after. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Latin fest. Okay. Dude. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't have worked out too well. So I think that, and I was hyped to go. People are like, bro, don't go to that fucking thing. I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it'd be a crazy show. <laughs> and then come to find out, man. Yeah, they yeah, came in there. It would have been a crazy show, all right. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I would live to tell that, but yeah. I did a hell of a story. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and while we're on the topic of traveling and the military came up, it made me think of, of the Murph. Are you familiar with the Murph? No, what is that? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a workout that a uh, veteran designed, um, and it's after his last name, which was Murphy, so... And uh, that's why it's called the Murph. And he would do this workout with a weighted vest on. He would run a mile, then do 100 pull-ups. Then he would do 200 push-ups. Then he would do 300 air squats. And then he would run another mile all with a weighted vest on. So that was a workout that he would do. And it's kind of become synonymous since his passing that it's like a oh, respect. Wow. So it's a respect to him on Memorial Day kind of to, okay. to, to suffer with the veterans a little bit. So you so, served what? the? I was in the U.S. Navy. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, so, uh, but really it's kind of the CrossFit community that kind yeah, of that's adopted what I was gonna ask you thing. Because I know CrossFit came from the SEALs, right? Yeah, in a way. I don't know the, the full origins. Okay. Uh, head coach Sean or Gage would probably be able to explain it way better uh, okay. than me. So I, I won't really speak on the origins of CrossFit all too much. Um, uh, I just know that it was founded out of like a combination of gymnastics and fitness in a way. Okay. So there's a okay. lot of, there's a lot of gymnastics built into the movements. Um, but this particular workout is a little way to pay homage on Memorial Day to take a oh, little bit dope. of time out of your way and suffer a little bit and sweat right. a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. get a little bit of a way to give back. And we're doing a big old bash at Persistence in Moore Park and in Ventura for the Murph. There's going to be uh, like ice baths, a massage therapist to work you out. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some drinks. There's going to be some food and there's going to be some music. It's going to be a good time, bro. So that's why I was going to ask you. You're going to show up. You're going to get the Murph on. I don't know, man. Am I going to survive? You know what a, CP, <laughs> a CPK level is, right? Let me hear. Uh, okay, so CPK is when you when you work out so hard that your muscles actually start to bleed the hemoglobin, the blood, and um, you know it's overworking. So I used to hear that about when CrossFit first came out. I've heard the, of people doing okay, that. Okay, so CPK is the enzyme that comes out of the muscles once it starts internally bleeding from working out too much okay. but it gets into your because I got it. So that's what I'm saying. So it gets into your kidneys and it starts blocking the. Oh, the is that vows. what they call it? Coke piss? I heard one of the coaches calling it a Coke <laughs> piss. Probably, that's what that is. CPK, yeah, I'm yeah, guessing that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 man, because I went and trained. You know, my dad CrossFit, I was getting it. Bro, I had to go to the hospital. Because oh, I remember, CrossFit? Yeah. But you, you, you trained but I, hard, bro. But I did it hard. Yeah. The yeah. dude yeah. I did it with was a Navy guy. Okay. So well. we was getting, I didn't care, bro. I'm that guy. Let's, okay. I'm going to push. Yeah, let me shoot my shot and see what happens, yeah. you know. So um, I had to go to the hospital, and they had to give me an IV. They're like, look, you know, um... 
your CPK level, and I was like, man, that sounds like California kitchen pizza. Yeah. Shit, right? <laughs> like oh, yeah. pizza right, right. I was like, man, can I get a you know barbecue <laughs> can chicken? Can I get a barbecue shit? chicken pie? So yeah, you know, so I ended up pissing blood. But that was what what that was was my muscle tissue breaking down from overexertion. Okay, so, so it is possible. I you have know? heard of that on uh, one movement that some of the coaches kind of uh, usually gravitate towards with that synd- uh, symptom uh-huh. is uh, GHD sit-ups. Are you familiar with it? That's no, when you got no. your feet in the machine and. And you hang over and you drop your head down and then you do a sit up. So you'll go from yeah, basically they complete, sitting like, up. And it, like cor- CrossFit. Yeah. CrossFit so, competitions. Yeah. Okay. So I used to think it was like GHD for like gravity head down sit ups or no, something. No, That's what like is the, it? It's a gluten hamstring developer because you're supposed to use your legs. Where if you don't use your legs and you're just doing it straight sit up style, you'll just like you're rip, rip your abs up. up and okay. There's, I guess there's a famous video of some dude doing it and that's when he had the, the yeah, quote so, unquote coke piss. And so, yeah, so anyways, the coke piss. <laughs> yeah. So back to the Murph though. You will, okay, not, so the Murph, you will not get CPK come, from doing okay, the Murph. Man, you will I, not. I promise you. I love I stuff you. like that. I might have to come check you yeah, out, Yeah, you man. should come check yeah. it out and, and you should definitely cop one of Anissa's fly new Murph shirts. If, if you're okay. out there familiar listening, get on getpersistence.com or hit up the coaches when you're at the gym uh there's some dope murph shirts out that everybody's gonna be rocking on the murph Murph, so you gotta fit you gotta fit in on that on that stuff like that learning like that yeah so you got until the 17th to get that shirt but if not even if you don't just show up it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time that's awesome so so how'd you randomly get into doing crossfit one day to the point you ended up in the hospital man well a buddy of mine shouts out to david all right um, dave was into it you know and he, he decided that we were just gonna train one day and you know, probably had no fucking idea what he was doing, but, but you, you know. you've always been fit. Like, you've always... Yeah, yeah, yeah more saying, or less, you, I could tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, always you been... Out, you know, I, I was, you know, a little... Uh, not a little. I was heavy and unhealthy prior to COVID, but I got in shape before it happened, you know. And when I got it, good thing I was in shape because... You know, I eventually got in, was in the hospital, was on. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I got COVID. No, six weeks. I was out. I was actually the first guy to get it at the radio station. Damn. And I was out. Yeah, man. I had to get on an oxygen tank and everything. It was the worst shit ever. Yeah, dude. It hits everybody. That's what's so crazy. It hits everybody so different, man. So different, you know? No, it's not man-made, but... Yeah, I'm like, okay, why is that <laughs> motherfucker pretty particular and yeah, I was taking people it out? It really seems like yeah, it, yeah. It's got a mind of its own yeah. if it ain't man-made, it's you know? It's got an agenda, so, it seems like. Yeah, that. definitely. So, um... I was laid off of, you know, you know, you go your ups and downs and getting in shape. And then I said, you know, I just woke up. Uh, who got me motivated? I just got up one day and I had been watching David Goggins. I'm not familiar. Oh, yeah. He's a lieutenant. He was a lieutenant in the Navy SEALs. Okay. And he just got that. Get your ass up, you weak ass. Yeah. You know, and I start watching. Him. Hard style motivation. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's got a book out. Is I need to get it because it seems like it's just very interesting to read. Anyways, I got up one day and I said, you know, I'm gonna start fasting again. So I lost the 50 pounds like in four weeks, you know. Okay. What kind of fasting are you doing? I did the 18 hour. Uh, I used to do the 16 eight because uh, so you got to get your meals in and then you're fast within 24 hours. So I'll go 18 and then 19, 20 six hours uh, so it's like eating. an intermittent style fasting. Yeah, exactly. Now. It's intermittent fasting. So let me get that straight. So uh, that's always worked out for me, you know, because of my schedule. Yeah. And Hell I yeah. don't want to eat eight fucking meals through the day. Yeah, all eight small give me, meals. Give me yeah. 2,500 fucking calories. I'm going to bed. Yeah, that's you know, it. I'm, I'm going to call yeah, it a day. You know? yeah, take it all in I, a one I shot. Split them. You know, yeah. I have 15 and 15, depending yeah. if it's going to be leg day or yeah. squat day. You know, yeah. I always carve up or eat a little more on deadlift day or whatever. So, um, yeah, that fasting just worked for me. You know, it just, it just yeah. worked for me, man, and I just loved it. I do it in I do it in and off with intermittent fasting, and like mm-hmm. you said, I think it's more of a schedule thing because, mm-hmm. like, where I work, where I work, if I go, I'll go and work out in the morning, then I'll get to work, and sometimes if I hit the ground running, I ain't got no time to eat all the way until lunch. 
And then there I am at 11 o'clock already, and it's the first thing I ate. Then I get home, and if I eat dinner by 8 o'clock, I mean, I technically ate all in, in nine hours of the day or something along those lines. Right. So, it's just convenient. Yeah, it just, it just happens, you know? what your schedule is. Yeah. You know, I know for bodybuilders that are competing, it's a different story, you know, maybe if it's a different kind of show and stuff. But I always felt like, you know, carving up on a leg day and stuff like that was always very out. important. Yeah, definitely. So I hear you talking about strategy, man. You have to have some weightlifting background then. Where's yeah, that coming I, from? Um, when I got involved after uh, martial arts, a funny uh, friend of mine, Sonny Press, Sonny, he was a uh, natty, natural bodybuilder. Okay. And he was like, you know, you really got a good frame, man. You should when you say that, you mean no steroids? Or yeah, like yeah, that? yeah, okay. yeah. That's what the term is, the natty. Term. Yeah. Okay. So he was, um, you need to, you know, maybe you should body, uh, bodybuild you know, you got the physique for it. It'd be, you know, good look for you. I said, yeah. So I started training with him at this hardcore fucking gym, man. I went right into it. And, um, <laughs> you just jump in on the yeah, deep bro, end. It's like, it's like every, and the guy that owned it was like the first IFB uh, guy here in Ventura County, no Thompson. And not everybody's an IFB, uh, yeah. you know, now, but back then it was really rare to get your IFB card, okay. you know, you know, so, uh, I started getting into it and then, Sonny started doing his old thing and the owner was like, hey man, you should train with me. You look like, you know, you're really into it. Man, bro, that was so fucking... Should have said no, huh? He goes, hey, um, bring a bucket tomorrow. We're going to do legs. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. Okay? All right? Get this bucket, bro. I'm just yakking away. They, they did this thing called hundreds. I forgot what it is. So they get chalk. You get your body weight on squats and you, you go back and forth and do your body weight till you've done 100 reps. 100 squats at your body weight. Yeah. Damn. And it was fucking... You don't look like a light, bro. You don't look light. <laughs> no, no, at the time, I was only 197. But Still. yeah, bro, it was just like, it was the most stupidest. 100 squats at 197, like dude. Hey, 10. 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck out of here, man. I'm tired of you holding yeah, on to me. Seriously, that's, that's legit, yeah, man. Bro. I think, I think, uh, I think uh, CFO Gage had 100 uh, squats it on was, the schedule today, but it was at 95 pounds. Right, right. It was, it was just this Damn. ridiculous thing. I, I don't, you know, it was so long ago. Anyways, all I remember is them marking the thing, me throwing up. So I'm throwing up, right? Are, are we fucking oh, done? No. You have to finish the 100. Fucking this shit, man. So, you know, I've, I've learned that, you know, through all that. You really got to work to have good legs. You know, if yeah. you want good trunks, yeah. it's not no fucking walk in the park. And I found out yep. the reason why most of us don't want to do that is because by the time you get all the blood from your heart down to the biggest part of your body, your legs, yeah. and tear that muscle to grow, you probably build up enough lactic acid in your stomach that, you know, you don't want to. You don't even want to keep you going. You don't want to fuck with it, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, for my leg my leg people, yeah. you know, you're until you... You know, that's what I like about CrossFit, though, bro, because it kind of switches it up. Like today, it seemed like the workout was pretty grueling. Like I said, it was just 100, 100 back squats at, at 95 pounds. But then you also had to do 100 handstand yeah, pushups, too. So it was 50 back squats, 50 handstand pushups, 50 back squats, 50 handstand pushups. Because, Mambo, you so, do that, right? I have. Yeah, Mambo knows that. Yeah. Mambo knows yeah. the story yeah. about that. Okay. So it, it goes, it goes, it goes, it kind of, it's, it's just different. Like you don't think about like leg days where it's just like do this one movement over and over and over again. 
they sprinkle in all this other shit to kind of trick your mind a little bit. And then, you know, you still feel it at the end. Don't get sure, me wrong. Bro. Sure. But it, it just it just switches your mental engagement just enough to where you forget about it to want to keep doing it. And again. it goes it goes by so quick that, yeah. you know, they just pack yeah. it in 16 minutes. You're going to bust your ass for 16 minutes and you'll be done. Yeah. And the intensity, what I've always liked about CrossFit, it's just so much intensity. You really don't get a chance to think about, you know, I'm fucking <laughs> yeah. in pain. Yeah. You know, when you're doing, you know, squats with Olympic. I had uh, the opportunity to train with uh, Richard Jones, who was uh, an Olympic uh, winner. And it was just like, fuck. Fuck. He was just such a good guy. He would come to Oxnard, you know, and, hey, man, come train. Just, I was like, man, it's an Olympic fucking Arnold guy, you know? And a sleg day, I already fucking knew what the fuck was going to go on, man. (laughs) These guys with their fucking legs, man. Look, I'm not competing. (laughs) I ain't trying to win the Olympics, (laughs) Richard. But, man, when you got good legs, man, you're in the mirror, you know, fucking feeling on yourself and shit. You're like, man, look at them, motherfuckers. Then the squats are worth it, bro. Yeah, because you got to understand, you see anybody with good legs, you know they fucking worked for them. Yeah, definitely. That's like everybody that's up in peaches at Persistence. We see we got got Coach Gabs that runs a a lower body uh, workout. Specifically Lower body, yeah, specifically right? lower body. You can do it as a, you can do it as an add on or only as a membership as that. That's so, hot. Yeah, so there's all different kinds of stuff. So it's okay. peaches, you know. All, That's it, dope. Yeah, so she 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 gets your your glutes and your hams and your quads in, in shape, getting getting them peaches looking ready for and the summer. And you know that legs are work. Yes, yeah, anybody it's with work. good legs, you know. No. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. Like some people get the get the misnotion that's like, oh, peaches class. That must be like some Pilates something. Hell Shit. no, it ain't. You are working. You're working, <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna be burned. Peaches. But guess what? Guess what? You're gonna get results though. That's the one thing. Yeah, and great legs so, look great. Yeah, exactly. That's it, man. And trunks and, are, are fine, phenomenal. Yeah, and people know you had to work for that shit. Yeah, like bro. Said, Anybody that knows anything, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Ain't just, you ain't just walking around. You ain't power walking around the block and that shit's <laughs> no, happening, <fuck>. right? <laughs> power walking. Because, you know, you got to work for yeah, those legs because you you're do. on them every day. Definitely. So you got to go beyond that. Totally. I mean, because even if you're, and then I feel like even if you're a little bit out of shape, it's like your legs are already, you know, work working extra while you're out of shape. To, so, so you sometimes you get that initial like your strongest thing will be your back squat right out the gate but right. it's like that's misleading though yeah. don't think you're doing something with that you got to go way beyond that to see the the improvement yeah, in know, those legs squat so. to press now i just press oh leg press I, okay because i'm older now no. so i like to press till i can't fucking move and then i'll do leg. <laughs> Damn, yeah Jay. you know but you know what i mean like i just you know how you when you're repping out yeah and then you just stay in the middle uh-huh. till you're like Fuck, you, you know? know you gave it off <laughs> yeah yeah then you I'll fit go. in great man you got to get to the yeah, gym bro. bro so then you go to leg extensions right and then you do a half rep full uh-huh. rep till it's just then i limp my ass to the squat rack but this is why i do squats last because i know i'm not gonna fucking try to do three plates and let my ego get in the way and, go too and heavy. ruin me that's smart man that's smart tactic. so i do that first i learned that from an older trainer i forgot his name mark uh something on youtube i was like Okay, I'm going to just do that. And that like works that. for me because if I squat first, you know, I'm going to be 55. Yeah. If I'm trying to do three, four plates, it's probably not going to work out anymore. No. Eventually, it's going to take its toll. So by the time I get there, it's a plate and a quarter or four, three, four quarters on each end. You know you got I your workout in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I try not to leave the squat out, but I'll press till I can't. So my to ego's out the all. way. Yeah, I want to make sure my joints. ego's out of the fucking yeah, way before I get man. over there. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, smart tactic for old guys, you know. Oh yeah, no, you gotta be, you gotta be smart in the gym, <laughs> yeah, and that's bro. what I love about the gym. You just walk in, and they're smart for me. They're like, "Hey, this is what you're doing. All right, well, I can't do this. Okay, well then I'm do that." I'm gonna check out you know? that, that. You gotta studio. come in. Just drop yeah, it, just drop it, bro. I love watching. I love 
people watch. I guarantee you, you have in. a blast. Hey, I think and, you, I think you, you would like it, bro. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I just love people working. Yeah, you know, sweating and just. I'm just a people person, yeah. you know. Even DJ, I'm like, man. Next, next Murph, we can get you on the tables, man. We could set that up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, now, now, it, yeah, I might it, put that auto yeah. play. Take my ass out. Yeah, there, bro. hell yeah. <laughs> nice, no, it's gonna man. be the it's Murph. Gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Boy, man, that Murph went far, didn't it? Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. So one one thing I want to get back to you your epic DJ career though yes. and I want to know I want to know who is probably the most intriguing artist that you got to work on stage with you know did you ever do any like on stage performances as an artist DJ for their show or their concert or their um well I, it's always going to be memorable my first concert I had a DJ for you know okay. that's always going to be yeah. the most it was uh Zapp and Roger um, oh but, shit yeah so yeah. God bless you know um the brothers, uh, Roger and uh, what was the other uh, brother? Mama was Roger and uh, God, I can't remember his name off the bat. I don't know why, but anyway, Frank is it? No, no, I repeat of both of them. They both passed away. But anyways, I was at the Oxnard Civic Center in HT. I brought him down with a guy named Darnell, and I'm just sitting there. You know, wow, this is gonna be great. More bounce, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, hell yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Age is like, oh, you gonna DJ before they come on. I was like, what? He goes, I don't want DJ. You're going to DJ. Dude, drop the bomb on you right there. <laughs> that was, that's the way he was. Are you going to play tonight? I don't want, I don't care. See, he was ending that era of his career. Okay. He was getting more into radio. The business side. He didn't want to do the clubs yeah. too much, you know? So I was, you know, the guy coming up for that. So, yeah, man, that's just always going to be memorable. I mean, I have memorable artists uh, moments, you know, like I used to play at a club, and this is where like Janet Jackson used to hang out in my DJ booth and Damn. just sit there, and then the, the barges and all. They that's how I got introduced to them in a way. So they would just come to the club. So having them like next to you while you're playing, like a like just a normal thing, yeah, that's got to be surreal in a way, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially yeah, somebody yeah. like Janet. Janet, Janet just yeah. came out with control, so yeah. she wasn't, you know, yeah, she was at the peak of her, yeah. her fucking and game. Janet's so. always been Janet. I mean, way back, back right, then, I mean, right. it's like, damn, like, yeah, I couldn't so, even imagine. So a buddy of mine, Renee, uh, he was friends with a guy named Anthony Thomas, and Anthony Thomas is from Ventura County, and Anthony won an MTV award. He's the one that produced, shouts out to him, the whole Rhythm Nation tour. Damn. And he's from Ventura. Oh, shout out to Anthony Thomas. Yeah. They see talent he's all over the place, He's a choreographer, right? Yeah, or, choreographer. Yeah. And he won an award with their own stage. So if you Google him, you'll see all the great work he's done. So um, we were friends. And that's how the ball just started. Oh, you need to come see Jay Scratch at the Tapestry in the Valley. Yeah. You know, and then she started coming. And she loved it. And she goes, God, you're so good. I'm like, man, Jen Jackson said that to me. I'm like, oh, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> Hold on a second, man. Can I record that? Can we get this recorded? Man, I don't got no fucking phone or anything. Hold on. Let me get my Kodak disposable camera and take it. <laughs> Some shit. But um, to have her come and just, you know, it was just the artist place at the time, you know. That that was pretty uh, pretty intense, man. Hell yeah, yeah. man. I bet, bro. Yeah. So, so speaking of all this VC talent and everything like that, I heard you mention in the beginning of the show when you when you transitioned or you moved towards Ventura. Were you always from Ventura or did no. you come? No. God, this was like my sixth move, seventh school or something like that. So I went from Culver City, moved around in Culver City. Then I moved to Antelope Valley. And from Antelope Valley, we moved here into Fillmore and that. That's, That's where you settled in at. Yeah. So most of the schools I went to prior to that was mostly predominantly uh, Mexican and uh, black folk. Uh-huh. So, you know, to come to film was a little different. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I'm probably not going to be fighting every, 
week because you know when you have red hair and freckles and you go to all black Mexican school, you're going to be fighting. It's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be tough, bro. Yeah, seriously, and then, that's just the way life is. That's man. just it. And your parents are going to walk you home and they, they're Mexican parents. They, they, you know, people yeah. don't like that shit. Nope. You know, so, and first, and the rough thing about Culver City was, so we moved to Coolidge, but the only school I can go to preschool is in the projects. <laughs> Shouts out to Mar Vista uh, Projects. Mar Vista Projects. <laughs> I had to toughen up real quick, hey. you know. So uh, They made a legend, man. They made <laughs> yeah, a legend yeah, out of you. Yeah. I mean, I'm still not a tough guy, but I mean, God dang, man. You know, shit. When you, when you, I feel like when you're raised in places like that, when you have to deal with some diversity, whether it you being a minority you or you just not adjust. fitting in, you do. And yes. it doesn't mean that it necessarily changes who you are. No. But what it does is it, it, is it, it I feel like it prepares you for life because I, I don't give a shit what you do for a living. You're going to meet all kinds of people you don't get along you got, with, you yeah. don't like, and you got to deal with them. And I feel like if you grow up in some preppy, easy neighborhood, sometimes you struggle when you get to that point in life where right. you just feel like you don't have to deal with motherfuckers, but you do. That's just the way that it is. And I think that's a problem too, you know, with the kind of the new generation yeah. is that they don't have any people skills. Yeah, the social skills are lacking. The social but skills are lacking there's because there's so of, many things that add up to that right yeah, now in life. But. Right, yeah. But I was just like, man, how do you get through without knowing, yeah. you know, how to adjust or handle yeah. situations, you know? That's what I love about public schooling. I mean, I don't care where it is. I mean, public schooling, I feel like, teaches you a lot of lessons, whether you, whether you want to learn them or not. Was it, was it kind of crazy when you joined the military? Like- uh, when I joined the military, it was. Um, okay. But it was it was a little bit so to me the coolest thing was the melting pot of it all. Like I knew there was gonna be people screaming in my face and I was kinda working out and I was I wasn't that far out of high school where I was running track and playing football. So I was in decent shape and stuff. So I was ready okay. for the boot I was ready for the boot camp aspect of it. Um but it was just cool to see the melting pot of people, you know, right. people from North Carolina, from Maine, from Iowa, from, you That's know, dope. from from California and all different upbringings, you know, mm-hmm. depending on whatever reason got you there. And uh, I thought that was the coolest part of it. And all different ages, too. I mean, there right. was a dude in my there was a dude in my company that was 34 years old, you know, and I was 20 years old. And there, so it was it was cool, man. It was crazy. You have military background in your family? Uh, no, I was I was I was the well, I'm not the only one. My my both of my grandparents on my dad and my mom's side were both in the military. Um, oh, okay. So, but I feel like in that generation though, I mean, just about everybody was in the military in, that, right. in, in those days. I mean, whether you're forced or you chose, you know. Um, so there was there was small, but it wasn't like preached to me at all. You know, I just okay. I just surprised. I surprised the crap out of my mom one day and I because I knew she, I knew I, I didn't really want to be influenced. I just didn't like where, where it was going. So I was like, I'm just going to go to the recruiter and I'm just going to, once I like did my research and I knew I was going to do it, I just went and signed up one day and then came home and told her. And my mom loved her to death. She's, she's, she's a G. She didn't flinch or anything. She supported me 100% all the way through everything. Um, so I love her for that, but yeah, so I just made that choice and, uh, yeah, it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Definitely turned me into who I was. Um, but yeah, that was the cool part though, to see the, the melting pot of everybody. And that's what I love about where we live, you know? And that's what I I tell the Mambo and somebody else on one of the other shows, you know, when you're on a plane heading back to California, that's one thing I've realized from traveling, bro. (laughs) I never even thought about it, but you're right. When you get on, when you get on that final plane going to LAX, like, bro, you know you're going yep, to LAX. That's like so the, true, bro. the plane makes you feel good. It makes you feel like <laughs> you're, you're so going right. home. It's like, damn, there's all kinds of people on this plane. I love it. You know? So, so yeah, true. That's, that's dope. one thing. That's um, dope. Another thing that we always do on an episode though, Jay Scratch, is yes. Mambo always hits the guest with a random question. Okay. So here's your random question. So uh before before you discovered DJing, before mm-hmm. that that became your thing, what did you want to what, what did Jay Scratch want to be as a kid? I remember I wanted to be a doctor. 
Oh, damn. And then my grandmother bought me like these little doctor cartoon books. And then Dr. They, Cartoon books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have like a it would have like the appendix and kidney showing. Oh, okay. It was like right. it looked like a the, remember the game operation? Opera? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would read it and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna explain to you how the kidney works. <laughs> you know, since yeah. I only got one. I go, so this side goes, filters go through the liver. It was just the most ridiculous thing. But my grandparents yeah. were like, Okay, that's great. But it was always a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was a doctor. Yeah, it's crazy, right? That is kind of crazy yeah. because you know, uh I, I was uh, thinking the other day, my my uh, my grandson had asked me the same thing, and uh, I, I thought oh, it was wow. a trip. Like, what did I want to be when I grew yeah. up? And uh, I've always been into soccer, and yeah. that was my thing. I always wanted to uh, oh wow to, I didn't to know pursue, that. pursue soccer, and it's it's like a regret that I have till this age that I'm at now because. You know, people always tell you that you can't do something. Of course, mm-hmm. and and I remember the. The day it happened, bro, I, I've never thought about that until my grandson asked me that. And I was like, man, what would have happened if I would have pursued that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then the, hard, the hardest part about that question is there's no way for you to know. Exactly. You know, there's no way to go back. There's no way to, there, there's no way to go yeah, back. What, what was your thing, that. Jason? For, for me, the, the first thing, the very first thing was marine biologist. And I feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's super random, but I feel like it's also one thing that I feel like kids kind of, I don't know, gravitate yeah, bro, towards. I love Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, but yeah. I, I just watched thought, that all day with my grandparents. Yeah. Jacques was the shit, yeah. man. So, I mean, I just, I just thought, I just thought it was, I just thought it was cool. And I thought that the animals in the ocean are just like so large and massive. There was something that, that drew me to it. And then uh, probably the first one that I really actually tried to pursue actively was probably architecture though. And I followed that one pretty far. And I'm still into it. I still read architecture books all the time and shit, and I love it. And I'm trying to do a home remodel, and it's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to once I get the finances figured out because that's going to be my like oh, my major ar- project, my yeah. major architecture <laughs> little project. You know, that's obviously that a real architect's going to help me with. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I, that that dream ended in uh, Mercer County Community College when I figured out you had to go through trigonometry and all kinds of shit. Oh, oh you do? Shit. Yeah, you you do, guys, there's really? a lot of math in architecture, bro. Deep. A lot of math. Yeah, the design classes and shit. I was all into, and the reading that was all yeah, fine. But, but once but, they, once I hit calculus, and I was like, damn. This ain't for me. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that deep. <laughs> and it sucks too, bro, because you know, ain't no architect really doing no calculations. He's just typing that shit into a computer software right, or something like that. It's fun. But, yeah, but, but you got to get, you got to get through this, the, the, the schooling and I couldn't do it. So, well, nah. I just, I just, I just gave up. It's not That's that I couldn't do it. I gave up, but yeah, it's still, okay. still on the back burner, but I mean, it's, it's crazy. Take a there's lot. no way to know. Yeah. There's no <laughs> way to know. <laughs> we got, we got a soccer player, an architect and, and a, a doctor, doctor in the Hell house, yeah. baby. Hell yeah. We're doing big things here. We're doing big things. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah. So that's cool. So I'm a huge, I'm a huge sports fan. You a sports fan, Jay Scratch? Uh, not too much. I was always into uh, kickboxing and boxing, yeah. Okay. you know, but not basketball. I wasn't really a basketball guy. I mean, I've been to a game. Yeah. You know, my mom took me to go see uh, this one, Magic and Kareem were around. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, you so went I, to a game, yeah, bro. And then, um, yeah. I've been to a couple of Dodger games, but the ones I've been to is when uh, Pete Rose and Steve Garvey were playing. Oh, okay. I would see the Cubs and oh, the shoot. Dodgers. So, hey, well, when you saw some games, at least you saw some yeah, games. Yeah, some man. iconic shit, yeah, right? Hell yeah, yeah, bro. Steve Garvey first base. Yeah, at least you didn't. And with Pete Rose. Yeah, at least you didn't I don't know catch too many like people. two Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, but who can say they saw yeah, that? You that's know? dope, man. Yeah, but other than that, no, it's always boxing has always yeah. uh, intrigued me and kickboxing yeah. and stuff. So. Well, 
I'm a huge I'm a huge sports fan. Um, oh, what do you like? So, oh, I like every, I like everything. Bro. Okay, I watch everything. You and just love the competition. I love it? I love competition, and I, there's something about an underdog that's always drawn me to it. Okay, always always love a always love an underdog story. Whether I'm throwing a bet on it, looking for money, or just watching it, I just always find myself root for the underdog unless I like the favorite. You know, okay. obviously I have my favorite team, so I ain't mm-hmm. gonna root against them just for an underdog story. But. Uh, <laughs> You're not that guy. No, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm a Laker one day yeah. and then I'm a no, whatever no, the other to, day. I stick to my team. One team, one root, team only. Okay. But I do like the story of an underdog. But one thing I also can always do uh, with my sports is name like top three of whatever you want to ask me. So I want to ask you in your respective career, who's the top three DJs do you think all time? Damn. Top three. Because I have the top inspirational two, you know. Okay, Ooh, name name your okay. name your top three. This ain't this ain't um, no, this ain't this ain't. Uh, I would Jam's say my top. top three. I, I would I would have to say obviously you know HT. Okay, because when Mentor I saw him, like, yep. uh, Chris the Glove Taylor. Chris the Glove Taylor. Okay, that's a, he, you know you'll see him in the movie Breaking. Okay. Okay, so these are the, the two DJs. I was like, oh, you know. And then uh, Bobcat from Uncle Jam's. Bobcat. Those would be my top three. Dope. And that's so Those cool. Those are my that, inspirational. And it's so cool that you had like actual close. I don't know about Chris the Glove Taylor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just had him on my show. Oh, really? Yeah. And, for, and when I was talking to him, he was like, you know, because I was like the little redhead kid on stage and I got able to be on stage at the radio because my boy was one of the dancers. Uh-huh. But, but the guy was older than me. My grandparents just loved him. Oh, take him to L.A. So, bro, I'm like... You know, a kid yeah. in Los Angeles <laughs> supposed to go to school, right? Hell yeah, coming home three, four in the morning. <laughs> hey, well, at least you're cut. Look what you did. You, you know, cut yeah, class to become yeah, DJ yeah, J Scratch. Exactly. I mean, it's better than just so, going going behind so and going by the bushes to drink. Right? But like now, you know, I uh, still will Mega Man, DJ Wicked. There's you know guys down this different level i'm talking you know these guys were that level back then but yeah. those are the ones that inspired me those are you year know? three hell yeah mm-hmm. so i gotta know the chris the glove did he did he rock one glove or what where'd that nickname come from yeah you know the story? um yeah i just had him on the show he was talking about they wanted to change his they were gonna give him a dj name he was like man that's whack yeah you know he goes well you know i don't know how the glove came out but he just said okay that'll work yeah you know? I'll take so it. he wore one glove one. like michael yeah. you know but he was just like the first generation of west coast djs that is dope, you know, man. and be able to be, you know, a kid. I was, you know, like fifteen. Yeah, you know, just to be on stage and watching them. And this is when Ice T was just coming. Ice T didn't have a record yet, and they did a club called the Radio, and uh, I was able to stand on stage going, Ice T performing. Yeah, but this is when I, I just didn't even have a record. He yet. wasn't even Ice T yet. Yeah, he was Ice T, but he had a record. But yeah, yeah, you know, know I mean? yeah, he didn't, you know. And I was just sitting there going, he had all this like death metal. You know, the spikes on, uh-huh. he was coming on. I'm standing next to the DJ booth and I'm just like, oh, holy shit, man. Yo, one thing about Ice T, I feel like, and he's kept that true his entire career, mm-hmm. is I feel like his stage presence is one of a kind, bro. Oh, yeah, like he it. commands the the crowd. Even if you can go there and not even like hip hop at all, yeah. and Ice T is gonna have your full focus for yeah. that entire you remember, concert. You remember he did uh, Nickelby's? Uh, the rock, the rock show. Yeah, was it Nickelbees or because he came to Xenon West too. Yeah, remember, remember when he did that rock album? And, yeah, and a lot of oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of people thought it was going to be hip hop, and he yeah, he came out and it was like it yeah, yeah, you know that you know the title of that song, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm trying to get it, but you know, yep, nope. yeah, there's too much of that shit going around, there is, you know. There but is. Uh, yeah. yeah, when he came out with that, I was just like, I was, I was all mad. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, I was really mad at him. Yeah. Like, like we were friends. Yeah. Man, what the fuck are you doing, Come on, man? bro? Yeah, like man, you're managing you're him or something. Man, you fucking up your career. What's wrong with you? But you know, when you're a hip hop bed, you don't really appreciate 
appreciate things too. You know, when you get older, you're like, oh, course, okay, man. I you got see it. how but the game evolves. But even man. when New Wave was coming out, you know, yeah, yeah Duran Duran, I was like, oh man, fuck that yeah. shit, man. I'm all about fucking b boy and <laughs> yeah, this shit. Exactly. Have my Dookie chain on and my Kango. Yeah. But you know, you appreciate it when you yeah. get older, you know. Yeah. So I obviously had huge West Coast inspiration. What'd you think about the the East Coast? game at the, at the same time i know you said sugar hill and the gang but like how about like somebody like cool j and things like that like when it progressed yeah i was a big ll guy yeah you know i mean and when it started getting to the late 90s that's when all the beef started happening yeah. but you know hip-hop started like house parties you know it's just having totally. a good it's time music, you know yeah. cool herc and uh you know grandmaster flash it was just about rocking parties yeah. you know and then it just started getting progressive 90s was rough yeah yeah but that's where a lot of the rough. gang that's where yeah, all yeah, the gang 90s started to really crack grab a hold of people yeah and yeah you, your 90s was rough and the hip-hop was extra dope so um yeah man it's just fuck hip-hop is so i love yeah, it yeah it is man i love it too it's, it's to me it's one of a kind yeah. and i mentioned it on a, on a different show i think when double o was on here and uh-huh. uh it's it's just it's one of those things that you can't put it in its box and that's why it's never going to go anywhere like right. you know how like rock and roll has kind of faded off you don't really get that iconic rock and roll that we used to get i mean there's oh, alternative no, right there's alternative rock but that that's why like classic rock is kind of stuck where it's at yeah and i feel mm-hmm. like yes obviously some hip-hop is considered classic because it's older mm-hmm. but it's still hip-hop and that form of hip-hop is still alive and the new one that's going to come out tomorrow will still be alive in 10 years and it's right. just this ever-growing genre that's I just th- it's just grabbing everything that's good sure. in the music game and putting it together I, I think one of the things that tripped me out was uh with hip-hop they said it wasn't going to last and, yeah. and for it to be pop now yeah. is, is kind of crazy yeah, and i yeah. lived that era you know yeah. dj in the club quit yeah. playing this bullshit yeah. and they was mad you know, they were mad in the 80s and 90s, yeah. me, me they playing didn't that. Hear it, yeah. yeah, they didn't want to hear it. And I'm like, mm, one day you Yo, I see. remember junior high dances. Yeah. Like, that, that was the rule. No no hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> just like, now. It's like, what are you going to play other than hip-hop now? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? And that's what I loved about early hip-hop. It was just everybody was different. You know, now I'm an, I'm an old head. So to now, it just kind of sounds the same to me, you know? Yeah. And that's why I, I kind of crossed over to indie rock a little bit when hip-hop started sounding like yeah. the same. Because uh-huh. indie rock rock everybody was different that's what's dope about indie rock yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, you're individual different. right you can yeah. do it there really ain't no rules you <laughs> right. gotta say whatever well, the hell you want started getting that same kind of vibe you know yeah. after the early 2000s i was like okay then i started getting indie rock a little bit yeah. but um i'm always gonna you know i'm a i'm an old school guy yeah. man I mean, oh yeah you know i respect what's going on now but i mean i'm always gonna reserve to you know my wu-tang yeah and, you know dj yeah. quick yeah. and I mean, stuff like that so those, those those are ones that can't miss and that's like that's like uh there's going to be 10 year old kids that can recite those songs word for word. And there's a reason. And it's not going to be always because the parents played it. It's because they're going to hear it one day and they're going to be like, Oh shit. Who is DJ quick? I want to hear if they never heard it before. The parents never played it for them. They, they, they hear a quick album. They're going to want to keep listening. Yeah, definitely. I was at a club just, uh, three weeks ago with Lil wicked and he was playing like too close next peaches and cream. I was like, man, these kids are like 22 years old, but they were out there. And they he goes, all know that shit. And yeah. I was like, man, you're playing classics here? Yeah. He goes, man, everybody calls me uncle. He goes, man, uncle, this is just what, yeah. just, they want to hear it. It's what gets the people on yeah. the floor. That's what it's all about, I didn't hear man. Cardi B or anything yeah. like that. Nah, he was just playing all the 90 classic stuff. Yeah. Exactly, man. There it is. So, bro, and talking about a classic and a legend, you are one in yourself, Jay <laughs> Thank Scratch, you, man. man. Appreciate it. And it's been really dope having you on the show, Thank man. You, man. I, I appreciate, appreciate you it. finding time. Oh yeah, to come of course. Up, anytime, man. anytime. But yeah. I'll see you at uh, the CrossFit. Definitely, man. We you gotta stop that. by. Stop by. <laughs> and if you want to do a first day, hey, the Murph is gonna be. <laughs> Promise, no, no CPK, no, yeah, no oh, hospital yeah, trip. I'm gonna be pissing blood or what do they call it? Oh, they call when you pee. 
Blood, they call it black tea. Yeah, so no they black tea. No black tea, bro. No black that's what tea. The, that's only, the name for it. Only iced teas, waters, and beers. <laughs> afterwards. That's it. As a grown man being in the bathroom watching that, you think your life yeah. is about to end, bro. I would, I would be highly nervous. Yeah, I, I was shaking like bacon. Ain't no question about that. <laughs> All right, Jay, great to chop you, it up with you, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, make sure you guys uh, check us out, getpersistence.com. Also, give us a follow on Instagram, at Persistence Culture. Uh, if you want to be a part of the family, rep the culture, live the lifestyle, uh, send us a DM at Persistence Culture. Someone will get back to you. Uh, thank you for checking us out. Keep moving.